Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? (laughs) Well, maybe my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. (laughs) Well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine, And I'm Stephen. And today it's our first episode on assertiveness because Dad is doing a course, aren't you, on um, assertiveness through the Dots event page um, where you're teaching creatives and anyone that really wants to learn about assertiveness. And we're doing some questions based around that today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we've got two parts uh, currently available. So if you want to, if you've not heard about this yet, um, if you go to our website, which is evilsheep.co.uk forward slash learning, um, you can, that's our portal basically. So you can access the first two parts there. Just click on the link. Um, you'll have to create a little login, um, but it's absolutely free. So yeah, log in and then yeah, there's a couple of courses so far. They're about an hour each. Nice. Okay. Um. So, jumping in straight away then with some of our mm. questions, we thought we'd start with, um, talking about you and your kind of assertiveness journey. Yeah. Um. So, I guess I think sometimes when you're watching these courses, it seems as though there's this sort of like, you know, this omniscient knowledge that you were just Mm. born with and it's like no no this was a journey um for you and you're just you know hoping to give people fast track some knowledge to some people going through the bumpy ride themselves they could have it absolutely (laughs) yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah no one comes out of the uh you know the womb um fully assertive you know (laughs) first thing you (laughs) do is start crying so um yeah clearly it's not a natural behavior humanity isn't naturally assertive (laughs) exactly um all i can see in my head is just that like michael mcintyre joke about um what's his name that does the hootenanny coming out of the womb walking backwards being like my mother ladies and gentlemen isn't she wonderful (laughs) um yeah so yeah we don't come out of the womb asserting that we should get milk (laughs) exactly um but anyway so my first question to you is were you always assertive as a person then were you always assertive um absolutely not i mean um obviously this this podcast straddles a few different subjects a lot of subjects clearly but um and i think it does fit into our overall thinking about you know you leave a high control group and you've got all these all these decisions to make about what do i think about this and what do i think about that but I think it also applies to how do we behave, you know, and what what is our what is our thinking about appropriate behaviour at various points and times. And um, as a Jehovah's Witness, you know, our our, uh, our counsel was always to be submissive, be submissive to the authority of your father first and foremost, your mother secondly, the elders in the congregation, the governing body, Jesus, Jehovah. 
Um, and, you know, asserting yourself was absolutely not something that was taught. You know, you were not encouraged to be assertive. You were encouraged to be submissive um, to the point where, you know, if you were counseled by an elder, there's a great experience that was given over and over again. It was kind of classic one that, you know, they love to give. Uh, this brother, he... Um, he got counseled by an elder. The elder came up to him and said, look, you know, I want to counsel you about this. This wasn't acceptable. You know, you really shouldn't be doing this or that. I can't remember the details, what it yeah, was exactly. He did something wrong and he He gave him a right him. good, you know, counselling, let's call it, mm. um, in front of his wife, I think it was, um, which, Lovely. you know, lots of good things to say about that. And, uh, and the brother, you know, he took it on the chin and he said, well, thank you very much for the counsel. Uh, brother whatever your name was and um, afterwards his wife said to him why why did you you know why did you not stick up for yourself because actually she knew he hadn't done the thing that he was being accused of doing and he said well he said I may not have done that thing but it was very good counsel so um, I thought I could learn from the council. And this was given as a great example of how we should be submissive and mm. take counsel. Whether we think, you know, it applies to us or not, we should always be willing to accept the counsel of the elders and, uh, and the, the organisation. So that was the mindset. See, now in my head, I would be like, I'd be like, well, thank you for the council. Um, but I do feel it might have been wasted on me as that is not exactly. applicable to myself. <laughs> It's insane. But, mm, <laughs> it's insane. I know. Be like, it was really good to be told off because it reminded me of what would happen if I did do it bad. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, I think like a lot of these things, I think there was a lot of um, raised eyebrows, you know, because um, on a, you know, on the cult scale, it's not right up there with the, you know, the, the absolute no. crazy crazies. It's kind of half crazy, isn't it? Or it's halfway mm. on that crazy scale so you know there will be there will have been brothers and sisters there nodding their heads sagely going oh yes that's very good yes i must remember that and but then there'll be other people going what <laughs> i wouldn't do yeah <laughs> so no. that, you know not everybody would have received that in the same way i'm sure but it did illustrate i think it does illustrate this um insistence upon submission and mm. not to be putting yourself forward, not asserting yourself, and just basically taking whatever you're told. Um, do you think yeah. the Do you think the elders show assertiveness, or is that not assertiveness? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I mean, they are trained to um, keep their cool, or they're encouraged to keep their cool. So you wouldn't often see an elder losing it but it would happen and it has happened from time Lose to time shit. yeah yeah and uh, there are stories that when i was in i was told about elders um you know standing up in the middle of a meeting smacking somebody around the head oh god <laughs> you know these are these are tales what that did they we do would, did they do we were they doing they weren't taking good enough notes so they just belted them. well well here was the story um he was in a meeting and a young brother, a young witness, put his hand up and made some comment that was a bit... I think it was to do with some building work or something like that. So it wasn't about the Bible or anything. It was it was more about the um, organisation, the admin or something. And he made a comment that seemed to be a bit disparaging of what the elders were doing. And um, and he, so the elder who was happened to be sitting behind him literally stood up and um, smacked him around the head. <laughs> 
and the story came to us from somebody who'd actually seen it and mm. um i i do believe him i think it did happen you know obviously he got into trouble for it but um but yeah it's not it exactly does, assertive it does happen so are the elders assertive i would say they don't know what that word means actually they wouldn't really know what that word means but mm. in common with most people really I, I think they wouldn't really appreciate exactly what that meant um they would they would just um they would see themselves as spiritual men who use the bible to give counsel um but i think yeah they were encouraged not to lose their temper but yeah, there there was no training about assertiveness at all, so okay. it wouldn't it wouldn't have been understood. Okay. Um. So in terms of um, sort of pivoting back onto you, so you're saying that, um, you know, as an organisation, it's kind of more in, it's more encouraged to be submissive than assertive, um, yeah. in general. Mm. So, uh, with yourself, and you were saying that was what was encouraged down to you. Do you think? you know you in as an individual were submissive rather than assertive or like how have you changed how in relation to your background yeah so i think um i think i as a person you know i was i was always willing to stand up for myself um and i did that um but there was always that that feeling that i needed to rein that back and make sure i was submissive and and so right. on so there was that sort of tension if you like um but I, I remember you know my my dad he would absolutely stick up for himself and he wouldn't take any nonsense mm. um and if you needed anybody to speak to authorities about something you know if um i don't know somebody was having a problem getting their the unemployment benefit or something you know often dad would be the one that somebody would come to and say you know can you help us please and he'd ring them up and and um and give them a mm. good telling off you know dad mm. was very good at uh dominating a situation dressing down he was very good at that yeah and mm. he was very intelligent he is very intelligent but it was mm. kind of done through dominating the other person really through mm. his force of um, of will and rhetoric a bit um, less assertive and a bit more dominating. I wouldn't describe it as assertive, really, no. But mm. um, it was quite dominating. Um, and I, I do remember as a kid, you know, Dad coming out sometimes and he'd... he'd my Dad wasn't scared of his bosses at all. You know, he would... Mm. If he wasn't happy with something, he would give them an absolute roasting. You know, I remember <laughs> he'd come home and he'd tell us, uh, uh, Paul Newman today... Um, he said this to me and I, I, you know, I laid into him. I told him what I thought and I absolutely believe him, you know. And so they were a bit scared of my dad, really. Although he was a kind of middle manager, um, he would he would absolutely lay it into his bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we kind of we kind of liked that. You know, dad was yeah. dad was the man, you know, he'd come home and he'd tell mm-hmm. us that story. And we thought I would think, oh, great, you know, that's. I want to be like that one day. Um, mm. So this idea of, um, you know, sticking it to him, you know, sticking it to the boss and telling him the truth, telling him the way it is, mm. um, was something that I kind of yeah. grew up with, really. Well, I think there's something to be aspired to in terms of punching up, isn't there? It's yeah. It's like when the elder literally whacks someone on the back of the head yeah, that's, that's below them, it's, it's like, mm. <laughs> But when, like, yeah. you just give your boss a telling off, you're kind of like... Yeah, you know, as the people that we work, you know, as someone that works, I've never been in a managerial position mm. at this point in my life. I'm like, yeah, you tell them. Yeah. Because 
you kind of want it, don't you? Absolutely. And and you know, I I, I can't remember the exact or anything mm. about the 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 dressing down, what it was, what it was mm. about. But yeah. um, you know, I, I think um, there are a lot of inequalities at work. Um, managers, bosses businesses do take advantage of people all the time and my dad wasn't mm. going to be taken advantage of and he would be mm. absolutely clear about that plus he would be very protective of his team so my dad had a team and he would make sure that um he always stuck up for them you'd quite like that as you're in yeah, as the underneath yeah. they people, loved him you've... i think that mm. his team really respected uh, dad a lot i mean mm. he um yeah so i kind of grew up seeing that as as the way to make sure that you weren't trod all over um mm. in the congregation he was i would say he was different he, he still i think would stand up for himself no matter who it was that was talking to him but you know he, he didn't um have those moments of ripping into people um but he would uh, he would at work but um the only reason i mention this is because you know from my experience of of what i thought mm. you needed to do in order to protect yourself to get what you needed out of a situation i thought that all that that's the model really that's what i need to be able to do so i kind of did the same so when i went to work and um, that's really uh, generally speaking i was i tried to be accommodating and reasonable and um, nice so even as i was a witness when i first left school um, but every now and again you know there would be moments where i would tell the boss what i thought of him mm. but then um obviously you left the witnesses yeah at some point and then how did that affect your um your assertiveness journey i suppose yeah, yeah so so when i left the witnesses um obviously i was still the same person and again part of this podcast is about that journey really isn't it that, mm. that we go through if we leave a high mm. control group you're kind of rediscovering or, or discovering yourself actually mm. for the first mm. time if you're a born in like me um yeah and so yeah but i still have this um this technique i suppose this method of dealing with things so i would normally be quite accommodating but um I, I snapped <laughs> yeah essentially every now and again i just um i just crank up the uh dominating aggressive behavior to you know 11 to stupid and <laughs> uh and go absolutely ape you know i would uh i'll completely lose it it was uh yeah i can imagine i can remember moments when so when i first left the organization um i worked in a, a small training center but I only did that for a year or so. And then I, I, I left to go to a, uh, I worked on a help desk, an IT help desk. Mm. And I remember one day, just, just, it was, I hated the job, you know, I hated it. I was mm. dealing with people on the phone who didn't know what they were doing, but were quite unpleasant. And, and then trying to get the analyst, the technical analyst to support the help desk was always really mm. difficult, you know, so oh, this person's got a problem with this or that, and they're really in a bit of a mess. They really need to get this email done or whatever, you know. And you'd go to somebody and they'd just not be interested, you know. So I, on the one hand, you'd have this customer shouting down your ear, and on the other hand, you'd have the the technical analyst who just, just couldn't give a monkey's really about that mm. problem. Um, mm -hmm. And you had all this bureaucracy around it as well, which said the service level agreement for this type of job is three days or something you know and you mm -hmm. i felt like all this stuff was and i remember on one occasion just standing up in the middle of the office an open plan office just tearing off my headset throwing it on the table and just announcing to the whole office i hate this 
job. <laughs> oh, God. Storming out to the toilet. Um, yeah, so that mm. was that was one uh, moment of my losing my temper. So I'll mm. have to get the bleep machine out for that. I think. Yeah, you um, will. Yeah. Did you? Did you? <laughs> Did you go to the toilet and then have the fear, or were you like indignantly sitting in the bathroom, like? <laughs> I, I I may have gone to actually I may have gone to the coffee machine because the the um the, the little cafe um the little staff room was around there. So mm. I think I got a coffee. Now this is what happens to me when I get like that. I I just I explode and then and then I start shaking. So I remember. I remember trying to get a coffee out. My hand is literally shaking um, with rage plus, um, I suppose, just that emotion that's that's come out in me, Mm. just feeling Mm. that that absolute emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, you know, but I felt I was kind of justified. It it wasn't obviously I knew it probably wasn't the right thing to do, but I I don't think I'd go to somebody and say, look, I'm really sorry for the outburst. You know, I think I Mm. thought, well, it was justified because mm. of the way that my colleagues were not supporting me and the processes that I was being forced to mm-hmm. use and you know that everything was everybody else's fault and I just I just felt like why should I take this crap you know um and so I, I lost my temper and that wasn't the only occasion it didn't happen a lot I wouldn't say I was like that all the time mm. I do remember another occasion where um, I had a training room which was being borrowed by another team who were implementing a new system. Um, mm. And uh, I hadn't been very happy about the way that it had all been arranged anyway, but they decided that because they needed this testing room, they were going to use my training room as a testing room. But we'd also have access to the training room. So mm-hmm. so they had to be out by a certain time. And anyway, I got mm. in one morning had to get my training stuff ready. I had about half a dozen trainees who were going to turn up. Um, and they they hadn't put all my stuff back. They hadn't connected my computers up. Half of them were disconnected. They had mm-hmm. a, a server running uh, on one of my desks, which, you know, was supposed to be used. So I was absolutely furious. And I remember going to the project manager uh, again in front of the office and just giving him an absolute roasting, swearing at him, telling him, uh, what I thought about him um, again mm. this was this was just anger it was just aggressive behavior mm-hmm. um, and yeah it's not the right way to deal with it but I was absolutely fuming and I was gonna I was gonna you know make sure he knew what mm. I thought about him I mean he was much more senior than me but I yeah. just didn't care I was just absolutely furious in the rage what mm. happened in response to that well he he um he kind of went to his manager who was also my manager so we we mm. both reported to the mm-hmm. chief information officer i think um, his title was um mm. but yeah nothing happened actually he, he um i mean he was in the wrong for what he'd done i was in the wrong for the way that i'd behaved yeah. so i guess ultimately but it obviously it damaged my relationship with him it mm. meant that even years later when i wanted to talk to him about something you know it's difficult um to mm to have any sort of working relationship with with the guy um Mm -hmm. what did that yeah what are the repercussions of that behavior basically mm. like you did that um what did that mean for you in the workplace like afterwards because it doesn't it's not like it just happens and it's over is it it's there's a there's the aftermath yeah so so a couple of things are worth saying about that one is um that 
it made it difficult to deal with those people again. So the person that I shouted at for messing my training room up, you know, I never really was able to have a decent relationship, working relationship with him. Um, mm. Years later, actually, even after I'd left, I, I wanted mm-hmm. somebody to do some work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I approached him, actually, but he wasn't really interested. And that could well be because of, of you know, yeah. his experience with me. So it kind of burned my bridges with, with individuals, which mm-hmm. can and did, I think, get in my way. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that happened was, um, and I tell this story, actually, on my training courses. So I feel like it's a it's a good lesson mm-hmm. that I learned. Um, yeah. But after the throwing my headset on the table and saying a few choice words and storming out um months had passed um and it was quite a small team so the help desk was about six people and um so when the boss is away when the manager was away the team leader of, of us six people um what she would normally do is just get somebody on the team to deputize mm-hmm. for her so right. somebody would be the deputy team leader for that period so she didn't have a, a permanent deputy but she'd mm-hmm. just get different people to operate as team leader while she was away and um yeah that was um that was never me mm-hmm. and i was older than everybody else um mm-hmm. partly because of the fact that i'd started my career late because mm-hmm. of the the fact that I'd left Jehovah's Witnesses and I didn't have any qualifications. So I I was like 10 years behind everybody else. So Mm -hmm. I was about 10 years older than everyone else on that help desk. Um, But obviously I'd, you know, I've got some literal seniority and I felt like I should be allowed to, at least sometimes, be that deputy uh, team leader and actually operate as a team leader from time to time. Mm -hmm. Remembering that part of the reason for my behavior was that I felt like I was in a rush Mm. Um, and part of my frustration, I think, was any time I felt like I was being stopped from making my career and making my progress, I would feel a, an intense, I suppose, panic and intense fear Anguish. that, yeah, I was losing out, and you know, I didn't have time to waste. I, I had, I had very little time left to kind of develop myself and get myself yeah. into the position that I wanted to get into. So, career became. I think a bit of an obsession uh, with me and it was the it was the thing that was going to define my life now apart from my family obviously but but this was the thing that was going to make you know make up I suppose for this thing that I'd lost mm. so I think I'd built it up in my own mind as the defining the identity defining element that I really needed to to make happen so anytime I felt that was being stopped or somebody was standing in the way of that I was scrapping you know I was absolutely mm. gonna make make sure nothing got in my way yeah so I think that was that's part of the psychology underneath all of this behavior apart from the you know the learning of how to be aggressive and dominant but I think there was more to it it was more this this feeling of um of panic I think mm-hmm. I've got to get on with it you know um so anyway, coming back to my story, which was that I'd noticed that whenever my boss was away, she'd never asked me to uh, to deputise. And I remember asking her once, you know, so I actually said to her, look, I've noticed that when you're away, you never ask me to deputise. Um, this was in a one-to-one. 
and there'd been a bit of a discussion about my appraisals were always a difficult time because that's another time when I would stand mm. up for myself and make sure that that she didn't walk all over me I was always about making sure that I didn't get walked all over and I was going to be you know be strong and dominant so even my yeah. boss in a, in uh, appraisals you know she she hated appraisal time she would she would be worried mm. about it I found out afterwards how it made her feel I'm not mm. proud of that um but it was it was again it was me trying to make sure I was not going to be dominated I was not going to be pushed around I was mm. not going to be submissive I was going to try and get what I mm -hmm. needed but I remember in one of those conversations I said to her look why is this why and and what she said to me was look I don't trust you Stephen she said I don't trust you because um I've heard she wasn't there when I'd done this thing but it got back to her she said I've I've heard of you standing up throwing your thing on the floor um swearing that you hate this job uh, and mm. storming out she said I can't risk you behaving that way if you're the team leader what could mm. I say about that? She's right, isn't she? Yeah. How can I argue with that? How can mm. she trust somebody who's not, you know, how can she trust that I'm not going to lose my temper with a customer or with, mm. a, with a team member? Or So that was why. And I think, although I didn't have any tools, I didn't know how to behave differently, mm -hmm. I think that really did resonate with me. And I, to be honest, I, I just I said, okay, I understand. And I tried yeah. to explain why I'd behave that way. But I think ultimately, I think it did, it rung, it, it finally, um, it finally kind of rung a bell in my head saying, look, this isn't really helping you. <laughs> you know, no. that scene in Ghost Town, when, you know, when the dentist says <laughs> to him, you know, have you ever considered <laughs> what it's actually getting you? And I think that was it for me. It was like, yeah, I was making sure nobody walked all over me, but it actually wasn't helping me. It was making me difficult to work with. Mm -hmm. It was making me unpleasant to work with. And even though most of the time I was very, tried to be very accommodating, very helpful, very supportive, unfortunately, people don't notice those. They do no. notice, though, when you stand up in front of everybody and shout and swear. So, so I think that was a a real revelation for me at that mm -hmm. point i didn't have the tools to know how to do things differently but that was that was a, a real kind of moment i think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah what what effect does it have i think for me it got it had the effect of yes i got attention mm. but people didn't respect me and they feared me um so i wasn't somebody that people would want to work with really uh, yeah. because of that behavior mm. So when you, is that when you got onto your next position, your new job after that one, is that when you tried to purposefully change because you're in a new environment so you have an opportunity to kind of start fresh, I guess? Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so the, 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 the role that I was doing essentially was, was made redundant. So they, they asked me to move into a different role. So obviously I, I needed to up my skills. So I had to go on a course, um, around how to manage and, and lead and, and so on. Mm. And uh, that's when I that's when I came across this idea of assertiveness. So the trainer actually talked about 
being assertive and assertiveness at work as a leader. And um, yeah, that was that was absolutely fantastic. You know, that was just I remember sitting there thinking, this is oh. how to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, you yeah. don't have to be mean to get exactly. what you want. Mm. Yeah. So I'd kind of operated on a, a toggle switch, you know, uh, nice Stephen or mm-hmm. crazy bastard Stephen <laughs> you know <laughs> which is quite stressful <laughs> for all involved yeah um, it's not great um because you don't know which one you don't know which one you're going to output and no one knows which one they're going to receive <laughs> exactly I mean mm. most of the time I was nice Stephen I think but mm. but as I say because crazy Stephen is um is so frightening mm-hmm. um that's the one that that sticks in your mind isn't it mm-hmm. um so yeah i didn't i didn't get walked all over i did um i did stick up for myself and that has absolutely some benefits but because it also i has some consequences it did because i didn't know how to do it properly i um it got in my way so um completely so, yeah. unmediated rage is not what you want necessarily <laughs> no. No. surprise i do, do want to just i never physically assaulted anybody so no. that that that's never been my style so i would no, never just, have done that just just yeah. just just the verbal rage yeah just the verbal rage um <laughs> so so, mm. uh, so yeah i don't want to give the wrong impression you know it was just it was just giving people a dressing down really um mm. but, and also showing my frustration i suppose um not necessarily directed at anybody but just just kind of um being frustrated letting the rage out yeah letting the rage out which mm. um yeah so so yes yeah, so, so i attended this course learned about assertiveness and and that has begun my the rest of my lifelong interest in that uh, in that subject i suppose and and uh, you know assertiveness isn't one thing really it's a it's a set of uh, and it's not a very well defined thing so different trainers different coaches yeah. will have slightly different takes on it Mm. Um, so my take on assertiveness is based around what I've read, uh, what Mm -hmm. I've subsequently learned in psychology, um, through my, my studies, my degrees, um, Mm -hmm. and also, uh, um, my experience. So I, I apply what I, what I think and what I've thought and how the journey I've gone on, I feel like that's kind of helped me to be able to talk about it in a, in a very practical way definitely and i think now people wouldn't know that you were um as you call him crazy bastard Stephen. <laughs> we don't really see him anymore no no i mean you know sometimes i'll shout at the computer um yeah but other than that i'm which I the like... dog does get quite disturbed by so <laughs> you know have, have to keep yeah. that in check yeah, i do have to uh, have to moderate that i think one thing to bear in mind as well is that um it's not always going to be easy to keep these things in check or to be assertive rather than aggressive it can be hard in the sense that you know um for instance i i know somebody that is like incredibly calm they've i've never been shouted at by them we've had arguments but we've never shouted but I know that in a particular workplace of theirs they have shouted and they have been pushed to the point of rage and and done a dressing down and i'm like i can't imagine you doing that <laughs> um but that's you know sometimes you do get pushed when you're in an environment and that's not to say oh it's fine you know if the environment's so bad that it pushes you to rage and it's fine but i'm just saying you know sometimes it it might go wrong just i guess 
um, don't just give up and throw all your toys out the pram and be like, and now I'll just, oh, fine, I'm just an aggressive person now, you know. Something. Absolutely. Well, I, I always try to avoid, and I do slip into it sometimes, um, we all do, but I try to avoid calling people aggressive person or passive person or whatever. Because mm. I I like to, pref- I prefer to think about the behaviour and because I think we're all capable of all of those. You know, we're all capable of, losing our mind from time to mm. time and we're also all capable of of just um accepting and being submissive when actually we we really ought to stand up for ourselves and that applies to me as much as anybody else so yeah you're absolutely mm. right nobody gets this stuff right all the time and what does right mean anyway you know because it's mm. one of those situations where it, it's not like you know it's not like scoring a hole in one at golf or something you know you can't know for sure whether the way you handle that situation was absolutely the the best way you possibly could mm. you can you can analyze it afterwards and decide yeah i think i think that bit was good and i think that bit got what i wanted and i encourage people to do that in my courses but you'll never know 100 percent. no because you know you don't you can't pause reality and go back and try a different way can you so you you know you get one shot at reacting to that situation you do the best you can you learn from it um, and then you move on so Mm. yeah you're never going to get it right 100% of the time no one really knows what right was anyway Um, but you you try your best to um, behave in a way that gets more of what you want both in the short term medium term and long term Mm. that's for me, that's the secret. It's about I try to take a pragmatic view. So I've got lots of I've got lots of opinions about ethics and morals, and I happen to think that this fits very nicely in with the sort of person I want to be. I don't want to be a scary Steve, you know. I don't want to be somebody that is unpleasant. I, I don't like that. I I didn't like that about myself then. I don't want to be like that now. Um, but on the other hand, I also when I'm training, I try to focus on the pragmatism of it. So rather than try to convert everybody to being ethically along my lines of thinking, I think it's better to focus on on the outcomes. Mm. You know, so what what outcomes do you want, and how? What's the best way to behave in order to get more of those outcomes? And the good news is happy coincidence, if you like, but assertiveness gives you that best chance of getting what you want mm-hmm. more of the time. Yeah. For sure. I suppose um, if we will call this the first section, yeah. where we've talked about your story, and then we'll move on to some questions from our um, okay. our audience, yeah. um, our our viewers and such. Um, we've got we've anonymized the questions so that yeah. it's um, easier to feel like you can ask them. Mm. Um, but yeah, we've got some questions. Good. So. Um, we thought we'd take some questions from people that have done the course, mm. the free course online on our website. Um, so some follow-up questions that people have had since watching it or just questions that they've had on their mind and, and now there's someone to ask. Um, so one of the questions we got, so they've all been anonymised just so yeah. people can feel comfortable asking. Um, so this is good to probably direct message to dad. So at Steve Sheep, which is Steve and then another E for the evil. So it's S-T-E-V-E-E-V-I-L, Sheep, um, on Twitter. DM or you can use questions. the Whatsitter Twitter. Okay. Or you can use the Whatsitter Twitter. Mm. So it's um, 
at whatsitter, which is what S-I-T-A. So if you direct message mm. them, then we can anonymize them. But if you're not bothered about them being seen online, yeah. then don't worry about it. You can just at us. Exactly. Um, but some of our anonymized questions this week are, what do you do if you're being bullied in the workplace? So I guess somebody's experiencing mm. some workplace bullying yeah. and they don't know how to handle it. Um, you know, how do you be assertive to a bully? Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, it is difficult because, uh, and I should, I do need to hedge everything I say with um, with the disclaimer, I suppose, that obviously I don't know your situation, um, all of the nuances the ins and outs and what's got you to this point and all of that so i can't really just give you a very clear this is what Mm. you should do in this situation type answer so um what i am happy to do though is talk about some of the things you should perhaps think about or you might want Mm. to think about um but ultimately obviously you're going to have to make a decision about the appropriateness of this particular tactic in this particular situation yeah, so so bullying is um, is defined generally as uh, people either physically or verbally disparaging you, making you feel um, like you're being put down, made fun of, disrespected. It can be done in front of other people. Um, it may not be done in front of other people. It might be just you and the the bully. Mm. Um, it sometimes people think about bullying as being a an ongoing thing but it doesn't have to be you can be bullied once if you like so it doesn't have to be an ongoing thing um so bullying can be or may not be something that's a continuous mm-hmm. experience it's any any behavior that is trying to demean you try to uh, disrespect or make you feel small um and it is often so it's it's often a a byproduct or a, an intended product of of aggressive behavior by the person talking to you so they're trying to make you feel small they're trying to make you feel like you're not important and threatened in some way and so that's kind of the intent of the bully um, and we often know uh, about or we've heard many times i guess that often bullies have their own problems and that's why they're bullying you so that could well be the case but it doesn't make you feel any better if you're on the the receiving end of a bully um, I suppose bullying is like a lot of things it's it's not one thing so it's on a bit of a scale I suppose so you know you have to decide how serious it is how how bad it is how it's making you feel and I guess that is the is the real um, measuring stick it's how it's making you feel so if mm. it's making you feel really really terrible then it's it's really really terrible bullying if it's if it's something that you're not bothered about then you know you you might decide well it's not worth worrying about i'm guessing the person who's written in about this is somebody who it's it's affecting them badly so let's let's assume that it's something that they don't like it's not Mm -hmm. a very pleasant thing um it's worth mentioning actually that um bullying in the workplace could be covered by some legislation so there might be some um legal recourse you you can take so bullying itself isn't because it's not very clearly defined it's it's hard to bring a case specifically for bullying but if the bullying is in connection with any of the 
protected characteristics that now I'm talking about the the UK here. If you're yeah. a listener in a in another country, then you'll have your own yeah. laws around this. But in the I UK, it's similar in the in Europe at the moment, mm. just because a lot of our laws. Yes, I should think so. from the past few mm. years, obviously, have been made in 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 the EU. Um, things will become more and more different, I suppose, as we move forward potentially. Potentially, but at the moment, mm. I suppose it's quite similar. I think in the West, a lot of these it's similar in the I think US. It's, but I think it's come a bit under different names and so. On. I think so, but it's. I think it's less. There's less uh, legislation in America, as yeah. far as I understand it. Um, mm. But um, in terms of uh, protected characteristics, so in the UK there are. I think it's seven uh, protected characteristics might be eight mm-hmm. actually um which are specifically in law defined as protected characteristics so if you're being bullied on the basis of your age your disability um your gender reassignment pregnancy or maternity race religion or belief sex or sexual orientation on any of those then actually that falls under what's called harassment which is illegal so it's illegal for a business to either harass somebody or to allow them to be harassed in the workplace um so and again that doesn't just have to be ongoing in order to be called harassment i think people think the word harassment means it's a constant barrage it's just a different term for a a different form of bullying i suppose and it doesn't have to be ongoing nope. to be harassment if someone you know just as a one-off was being you know disparaging and rude to you about being the only person you know over 60 there and it's all a bunch of kids and they're being mean to you that's that's harassment yeah absolutely um you know you have to if you're I mean, this is going down a legal route so perhaps perhaps we come back to that um because it might mm-hmm. that is a very particular response to mm. bullying and harassment that might or may not be appropriate. I mean, the first thing that you'd be asked to do anyway, if you decided you wanted to take this to a tribunal, let's say, then the first thing you'd be expected to have done would be to talk to the business about it. So that's something that I think if, if you're thinking about taking it further, you're, you're gonna it's going to be expected that you've had some sort of conversation. Now, that might not be easy because... Obviously, you could be talking to your boss might be the person who is actually the uh, the, the offending bully. So you might decide I need to, I need to talk to somebody mm-hmm. else. Um, yes, if they've got a boss, maybe talk to them. If you're in a business that has an HR department, um, there should be somebody that's responsible for that. So you might uh, talk to them. Um, and again, if it's protected under one of those protected characteristics, then it is quite serious so they they would need to deal with it um but um but again it might not be so maybe you're not in one of those uh brackets and and the bullying isn't related to a protected characteristic so in that sense um it's going to have to be a discussion with the individual um if your health is being affected physical or mental then there are some provisions under the duty of care that a business has on you so whilst bullying itself isn't clearly defined as a um in law if you like um if it falls into harassment obviously it is but also if it affects the person if it affects you so much that it's affecting your mental health then again there could be a, a legal uh recourse there but 
these things are not necessarily easy to to prove so um but it is it is something obviously um i'm not um an employment law expert so a good place to go for these these sorts of things is there's the government website so we'll put these links on the uh, on the, the show notes, notes. Um, but the government actually has its own uh, page about this so workplace bullying and, and harassment so www.gov.uk um, workplace bullying and harassment so you can find it there a, a simple google search will, will reveal its actual url um, also the acas websites one that i tend to use quite a lot um which gives you the same information really but perhaps uh gives a bit more detail um on this that's quite a good one there's some fact mm-hmm. sheets and things which you used to be able to download i think you still can um so they're quite useful so they're good places mm-hmm. to go if you feel like i want to know you know is this does this fall into this category or that category and um, what are my options so if you decide that you want to go down that route then i would go to those um obviously there are other bodies mm-hmm. like the citizens advice bureau and people like that that can perhaps help you if you feel that you're the victim of bullying so i suppose potentially in my head i'm thinking there's there's options like you either confront your boss directly yeah and say i you know if it's your boss i don't know um you confront the person that's bullying you directly and say hi i don't like the way you're treating me i'd like that to stop or however you think that that should be phrased or you go to your boss you know like you look to to stop it or i suppose the other question is if you don't think that's going to go well for you and you you can't cope with the stress of that of 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 potentially the fallout then what do you do um well i guess i'd wind it a little bit back and say i guess the first thing i'd try to do is is kind of be clear about the nature of the bullying and how it's affecting you as an individual and Mm -hmm. what you're willing to do in order to make it stop i guess so just i think just being really clear in your mind about a what you want and b uh what what the consequences are of certain different types of actions that's kind of how i try to think about it so mm-hmm. if i'm if i'm in a situation where i feel like i'm getting bullied or, or getting um treated in a way i don't like i think right okay well i i have in front of me a a, a a suite of mm-hmm. different ways of dealing with this so th- and that's mm. what i would kind of do is i'd say well um i can i can ignore it um which means that the the behavior is likely to carry on um and i then have to decide can i put up with that or not mm. and if i'm looking for another job if i you know if i decide i'm going to leave anyway then i might decide that it's not worth it i'm just going to go or you might say, no, why should I actually have to put up with that? And it's not just me, it's other people as well. So, you know, you might think, well, mm. it's time somebody made a stand. Again, that's your got to be your call. But one option is to just leave it and ignore it and put up with it. That's one mm. option. Another option is to decide, I'm going to, I really want it to stop. Therefore, I'm going to take some action. So what are my options then when it comes to taking action? One could be to speak to the individual themselves, the bully. Um, so let's park that for a moment. So right, that's an option. That would require me thinking about how I do that. That gives me the best chance of getting a good outcome. Mm-hmm. 
another option would be to talk to somebody else within the business um, to get, well, first of all, it could be to um, get their advice. It could be to make them aware of a problem you've got. And again, this depends on the organization, the size of it, who you've got available to you. So you might decide if you've got an HR department, I'm going to go and speak to HR to talk mm -hmm. about what's happening. Um, you might have a coach within the business where you can talk about the situation and, and the options that you might have. Um, or maybe there's a super person that's um, higher above, superior to the individual, if you like, that you can talk to. And then it would depend on who they are and what sort of person they are and whether mm -hmm. you trust them and all of that. But it's worth just thinking about what are my options. And then you can decide... Um, yeah, which ones of those do I think is the most likely to get me a good result? Mm -hmm. um, and also, how do I then approach them? If you decide to approach the individual themselves, then I guess my advice would be to remain assertive. So if you decide that, that you're, you're going to talk to the, the person that's bullying you, you could you could stand up to them one day and say, you know, poke them in the chest and tell them, who do you think you're talking to? Um, I'm not going to put up with this any longer. If you carry on like this, I'm going to get you up in front of a tribunal. You know, mm. So you could counter the bullying that you're getting by behaving aggressively back. Mm. Um, I wouldn't recommend that. I don't think that's likely to get you the result you're looking for. Um, but, you know, it's possible. Anything's possible. But the problem with that is you run the risk of making yourself look like the offending person. So mm. if you behave aggressively back towards them, then, um, you you know, you look like crazy Stephen, um, again, mm. rather than somebody who's trying to deal with the situation as an adult. So on the course, we talk about adult-to-adult -adult relationships a lot. Yeah. Um, so I would try to to maintain an adult to adult conversation with the individual. So I think I would say something like, um, I just wanted to have a quick word with you, please, Bob. Um, have you got five minutes? Uh, have the conversation somewhere that's not in front of everybody. So doesn't set up a, an unpleasant, you know, and a kind of combative, situation mm. so can we have a quick chat i've got something i, I want to have a quick word with you about mm. um and then i think i'd i'd talk about a specific situation so yesterday when um i said i hadn't had chance to deal with the x and y thing um you swore at me in front of everybody else and told me i was an idiot um so apart from the fact that you know i've given you reasons why i wasn't able to do the x y thing um, I just wanted to say that I wasn't happy with the way you spoke to me. Yeah. So I think that's that's how I would deal with that situation if I wanted to to talk to the individual. Mm -hmm. So rather than say, I'm I'm fed up with the way you're treating me. You're always talking to me like this, or you're always having a go at me, mm -hmm. or you're always, you know, you you you're bullying me. I think I'd mm -hmm. I talk about a specific thing. I say, yeah. you know, yesterday. And again, it's good if you can do it fairly quickly, maybe not initially at the, the moment because mm. you might need a bit of time to think. But, 
if you can do it within a few days then at least the person remembers the instance and you can you can talk about that that's how i would approach that um, and that can then lead on to a bigger conversation about other times when you've you've experienced that and you felt that way mm. um so that's an assertive way to do it and the way you do it is not apologizing all the time you know i'm ever so sorry i'm ever so sorry about you know being a bit of a pain but um you know and um i know mm. you're under a lot of pressure but um and uh you know i know I know it's um, it's awkward. Uh, you don't want to do what, any of that. They know all of these things, <laughs> yeah. don't they? So they don't. Yes, yeah, so exactly. You know what you're doing is you're saying um, this is a serious thing. I'd like to talk to you about, and then you just give it to them nicely, mm. politely, but clearly. So in in the courses we talk about this acronym called a DISCO. So adult to adult communication means trying to stay. Uh, on the adult so rather than mm. going into child mode where you're you know you're you're throwing a bit of a tantrum or you're you're always talking to me like that you know i don't like it you know, or mm. you're trying to dominate by suddenly coming across all you know the big i am yeah. no we don't want to do that let's let's stay on this adult to adult um calm mm. i'd like to talk to you about something like you would another adult mm-hmm. so i'd like to talk to you about something that happened yesterday and then explain politely. So direct and honest is part of the ADISCO acronym. So be mm-hmm. direct. Um, yesterday, the way you talked to me, I wasn't happy about that. And I want to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. So direct and honest, but polite. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the way. And uh, again, using those I statements. So I, I wasn't happy about that. I didn't feel that was appropriate. Um, I want to talk to you about this. You're owning that. Yeah. Rather than, you know, um, Debbie told me that the way you talked to me yesterday was terrible. You know, well, that's not owning it, is it? Mm. So I don't really care what Debbie thinks. It's how, it's the effect it's having on me. So yeah. I want to talk to you about the way that you spoke to me yesterday. I felt that that was inappropriate. And it made me feel you know, three inches tall and mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I wanted to get your thoughts on the way that you spoke to me yesterday. The other thing that I guess we need to just think about then is, is if you made a, um, a decision to have a talk to this person who's been behaving badly towards you, if you like, or um, you you wanted to to discuss the, the, the behavior that, that you don't mm. like so you have to i suppose to some degree anticipate the way they're going to respond and um, i don't think you should go down the catastrophizing route you know where you imagine the worst possible mm. thing but i think it's important to have some um a little bit of anticipation of what they might say now you're never going to know everything because people respond in all yeah. sorts of ways but um you might expect that they might um deny that there's a problem you know there's what's mm. the matter with you you're just being oversensitive or they could react a bit angrily you know they could they could say um you know who do you think you're talking to or you know if you don't like it you can mm. just whatever so they might they might say something more aggressive back to you so i thought it's just perhaps worth just thinking about what they might say of course they might also just think well actually yeah it's fair enough um yeah thanks for letting me know how you feel so we don't know how they're going to respond but um they may they may 
be not particularly receptive. I think one of the things to remember is that to anticipate that they're probably not going to roll over and say, do you know what? You're absolutely right. I'm so sorry about the way I've been treating you. You know, that would be great if they did, but it's probably mm-hmm. unlikely because not many people respond that quickly to some challenge to their behavior Mm. not in a positive way but often they sleep on it and they think about it and it might gradually start to make some impact so i guess good idea not to believe all of a sudden they're going to um be your best Mm -hmm. friend they might not respond as positively as you'd like but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're uh, approach has been a bad one it just might be that they need a bit of time yeah. to to get their head around it um how would you deal with that in the moment though if they start behaving in a way that's other than ah, oh, thanks for that <laughs> yeah so i think uh, again it's always about that maintaining that adult to adult relationship even if they start going into like parent mode mm. if you like and start trying to tell you off which is maybe what they mm. might do the temptation would be then for you to go into child mode and start arguing with them like a teenager mm-hmm. or something. Um, but I would say just maintain your adult uh, mode. So, you know, if they start, who do you think you're talking to? You know, what, you know, you're a nobody. I've built mm-hmm. this business up and who do you think you are? You know, you can just remain adult. So rather than responding to their behavior, you just, you just kind of play a, a very uh, level, uh, shot back if you like so something like you know yeah I, I do appreciate that I hope you don't think I'm being disrespectful I just thought you'd want to know how I yeah. felt yeah well, what do you think you're talking about you know you you little whippersnapper you know telling me what to do I've been in business mm-hmm. 20 years yeah I really do appreciate your experience I just wanted to let you know how I felt about that the interaction <laughs> it is it's the instant replay technique from the great um videos from video mm. arts that uh, you used to sit on my yeah. knee watching do you mm-hmm. remember when mm-hmm. when you were a kid yeah but so it is it's like it is just keep on saying it nicely yeah you know, and, and don't get drawn off to what you wanted to say so if you're if the message you're giving is it's affected me in this way then you just keep repeating that rather than start to go down the route of you know, well, I've been on a management course or I've had some training and I know you shouldn't be behaving this way. So now you're switching it to accusing mm. them of being bad at their job. Much better to just keep keep on talking about the way it's affected you and that it's this is something you're asking for. Um, so I, I do appreciate that. I understand that you've been in business a long time. I just wanted to let you know how I felt about the way you spoke to me. And I'd really like us to be able to have a a bit more of a conversation rather than you just shouting yeah. at me. Um, I, I also appreciate that I get things wrong sometimes. So, you know, I, I, I don't do it on purpose. I'm sorry if if that's uh, annoying you. I do try my best um, and I'm absolutely open to being told if I've done something wrong. All I'm asking is that the way you do it is modified or, or changes in some way. I don't like it when you call me an idiot, for instance. You know, I find that very unpleasant and inappropriate, especially in front of other people. So that's really all I'm asking for. I appreciate I make some mistakes. Um, I want you to tell me about those, but I'm asking that you tell it me in a in a way that 
that doesn't make me feel belittled or you know or however you want mm. to describe it so you just keep on you keep your message quite tight rather than because they might try to draw you into all sorts of other arguments so yeah well what about what you did the other week you know how how can you talk to me about this when mm -hmm. you did that you know so that's another tactic people might use um and your performance has been not very good from day one you know and i'm, I'm just not happy about mm -hmm. your performance so they're throwing loads of other things at you now um so again i would stick to the thing that i want to talk about right now so well okay well i'm i'm sorry that i've um my performance hasn't been up to standard i didn't realize that so maybe we can have a talk about that another time um tell me about my performance and where i can improve i definitely want to improve um so yeah okay i take all that on board let's have a talk about that i just right now i just wanted to let you know how what you said yesterday made me feel mm. um and it's something that i wanted to talk <laughs> to you about you know the other thing that they talk about yeah I, okay yeah i appreciate it. i made a mistake there um and uh I, you know i own up to that i'm very mm -hmm. sorry about that but i just wanted to talk to you about this thing that that has been um, on my mind and so i wanted to let you mm -hmm. know about that so you just you just keep on kind of talking about the thing that it is that that you really need to talk about i mean clearly if they're your boss then or your manager then they also have I guess, a legitimate concern about your performance. So if your performance isn't up to scratch, then I think it's fine to say, well, obviously I appreciate if you're not happy with my performance, I, that's a problem for me too, because I want to I want to be mm. good at my job. So, you know, can we talk about that then? I definitely want to talk about my performance. Um, so you're kind of separating the issues mm -hmm. You know, that you separate your performance is one thing, but the way they speak to you is another yeah. thing. And it's that bit that you just want to talk about. You know, you, you might feel that their complaints about your performance is also unjust and so on. But that's an, that's another mm. subject. You might decide that, OK, well, it's fair enough to talk about that now. But just make sure that they get separated in your mind and their mind so that so that the actual point of the conversation mm -hmm. is 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 understood yeah. does that make sense sure. so i think that's just worth noting i mean the other thing i guess if somebody starts really verbally abusing you or even threatening you in a way that that makes you feel that it's uncomfortable and that you really don't want to uh, have to put up with that you're not under any obligation to stay there and just mm -hmm. take it you know um, even if you're the subordinate so okay i can see that you're really angry about this um can I come back and we'll talk about it when obviously we, we, we both feel a bit calmer. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can remove yourself from that situation and that's absolutely, you know, at your mm -hmm. discretion. Um, in my experience, I think if you talk respectfully, you talk politely, but clearly about what it is that concerns you, then most people will be able to have that mm -hmm. conversation, but you might have some, some people who are you know unreasonable and incredibly unpleasant and in that case then um you know you might not be able to do anything mm. about it and I, I suppose that's the final thing i would say is that um none of this stuff gives you any guarantees mm. so you've always got to accept the fact that it might be possible that nothing you can do mm. will change that situation so in that case then it is about removing yourself yeah. from that situation so that that's the I guess your final 
option really so um, there is no technique that will get you the the, the thing you're looking for every mm. single time um, and sometimes you just have to accept you know I'm going to um, I'm going to cut my yeah. losses here and I'm, I'm actually not going to stay any longer um, like I've said already um, I'm I'm talking about how I try to do things do I get this right every time mm. no so there are times when I I don't get it right and I teach this stuff. So, um, yeah, it's not yeah. easy. So if you don't quite get it right, don't beat yourself up. Learn from it. Think, right, okay, what could I do next time in yeah. a similar situation that, that mm-hmm. might help me? So I think that's that's the way I would try to deal with it. Now, if I, I think if you can, if you can deal with that individual woman to woman, man to man, woman to man, you know. Day to day. However, I think mm. is is probably going to give you a better chance. Now, obviously, that depends mm. on the individual. And also, there might be some threats there that you just don't feel comfortable risking. You know, there might even mm. be some physical threats. So just be careful, obviously, of that. But Measure what you feel comfortable Exactly. But if it's doing. possible, it's... I I always feel that it's better to be able to speak to the individual rather than going to somebody else. Mm. Because obviously you don't know how they're going to deal with it. Yeah. You can imagine how that might go, you know. So you go to their superior manager and um, next day you've had a, they've had a, a meeting with the, their boss, you know. Mm. How are they going to respond to you now? Well, there might be there might be some fallout for that. And it might be fine. You, you know, you can live with that. That's okay, fine. That's their problem. Um, but where possible... It, you're more likely to to be able to build that relationship with that individual, mm. um, and that that brings me to the other point about goals. Mm-hmm. So when when I talk about assertiveness, I always like the person to think first: what is my goal? So before you have that conversation with the person that's that's behaving that way towards you, maybe you ask yourself: what's my goal? What do I want out of this conversation? So can I ask you, mm-hmm. if you were to do that, what would you want out of that conversation? So if I was going to, if someone had been bullying me, I would want them to stop bullying me. Right, so you'd want the bullying to stop. Is there anything else that you'd like to happen after that conversation? Um, I'd like it to not, I'd like it to be a nice work environment. Right, and I think those are the two, aren't they? So you'd like the the, the bad behavior to stop but actually ideally you'd like to build a better Mm. relationship Mm. now that might not be possible but if someone was someone was to ask me you know ideally what do you want out of that situation or out of that conversation what outcomes Mm. do you want i would say first and foremost you want the bad behavior to stop but secondly you want actually to have a better relationship with them you want to be able to have an adult to adult relationship so so then your conversation will be aiming in that direction Mm. so if you threaten them with you know the um the the long arm of the law maybe it makes the bullying stop but it doesn't necessarily increase the likelihood of a um, of a better relationship you might just get an icy silence um, you know no yeah exactly i think it's one thing it depends on if you intend on staying in that environment or not, doesn't it? And um, so, for instance, when a letting agent 
evil, evil letting agents, um, <laughs> doesn't want to give you your deposit back, mm. but you've already moved out of the house, yeah. I'm quite willing to explain the law of where deposits should mm. be kept mm. and why my deposit isn't in my account and that I can't find evidence of being held in the government-sanctioned deposit holding place mm. because I don't have anything to do with them anymore. I don't live in their house anymore. Yeah. They can't withhold anything from me. But, um, you know, I'm quite happy to threaten ombudsman or whatever is required just to get my money back because the only thing they've got is my money mm. they don't have any other power over me but when you're living in the house you don't necessarily want to threaten them with the law when they're like being slow on doing things for you yeah. because they could just get worse do you know what i mean and they could just make it worse for you sometimes yeah well the very nature of um of bullying and you know even if it's even if it's um falls below the the bar of mm. of bullying it can still be quite unpleasant but the yeah. um the whole point around this is this and we talk about this again is this imbalance of power um mm. so if you're in a situation where you're in a house and um you're worried that your complaint might mean that they the service levels drop yeah or indeed yeah. they could kick you out then what's happening here is you've got an imbalance of of power and and so you have to then decide yeah what how much can i risk in this situation mm -hmm. i mean you have to be careful that you don't overthink it so much that you don't ever stand up for yourself because there's always no, something there's different they could do instances where you can mm. do different things that's right yeah so um so there's you've got a few options so I, I, how to try and you know summarize all that i suppose firstly try and define what it is that's happening to you um mm -hmm. you know if you feel it actually is bullying is it bullying around a protected characteristic mm. that might be useful for you to know however invoking the law straight off is perhaps not necessarily the most useful um perhaps a, a good if you can approach the individual in a in a way that is not confrontational but where you can explain how you feel do it as an adult directly explain the impact it's having on you and why you don't feel it's appropriate Ask them to give them give you their views on on the behaviour. Um, so one of the things that might happen during that conversation is they might try to reduce the importance of it. Oh, don't be so touchy. Don't be so sensitive. You know, mm. that's just the way I am. Everybody knows that. You know. Mm. Mm. Um, so you can say, well, I appreciate that, but I just wanted to let you know how it makes me feel. Mm. So again, this is why the I statement is so important because it's not really relevant how other people respond to it is how yeah. it's affecting you so yeah i appreciate that not everybody you know is the same but for me i just feel that's inappropriate and i really wanted to make you aware of that mm. and a bit of a pause afterwards quite a good idea so that's another thing perhaps a little trick if you like when you say something like that i just didn't feel i just don't feel it's appropriate and i wanted to make you aware of that just let that sink in. You have no reason to say anything else after that. But what tends to happen is you tend to feel like, oh, uh, yeah, but you, you, you know what I mean? Because it's really, it's, 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 made me, it's made me a bit ill, really. Mm. It's made me, and so you start jabbering. Mm. No jabbering. Just say what it is. Pause. The, the ball is in their court now. You said how mm. you feel. Mm. The effect is having on you. Um, I wanted to make you aware of that. So um, I think that can be quite powerful um, if you if you do that. Um, 
yeah ultimately one of the things that you do have in terms of power is of course you can leave um but at certain times in the job market is you know it's easier than others isn't it so i think yeah. we're all aware of, of that but hopefully that's been useful uh, and again it's all really about understanding your goal um and think about your options and then once you've decided on the option you're going to go for think about the best way to achieve what it is that you're trying to uh, get out of that conversation yeah that's really useful actually because um i think especially for a younger person that's not mm. gone through all of these processes yet or often feels on the back foot or um in the lower rings yeah. of, as someone that's only still a few years post-graduation mm. you know i'm still at the the bottom of the pile sure. so to speak so it's quite useful knowing some ways of talking about it and mm. knowing where you stand um and just some sort of almost like troubleshooting sentences that you can use yeah. as a way that aren't yeah, too sure. confrontational because mm. it can you can be afraid that when you finally have the have the balls to say something it comes out as a bit like and you're horrible to me yeah. um you know so that's useful um again we want to say that just um out to you the audience obviously if this is something that you're dealing with these are some guide points some ideas some things to mull over um but yeah if you want to talk about your individual issues it's best to get advice um from you know someone that you can talk to specifically working in this area about you like citizens advice bureau for instance you can call them or yeah MCAS. yeah i mean if you're talking about sort of recourse to law and uh, and those sorts of things then absolutely um and yeah it's always it's always good to get a multiplicity of um of of, of advice and areas uh, mm. or ideas that you might you might want yeah. to take on board um, the main thing with this is just to help you not to be aggressive or to be passive just to remind you that you yeah. have tools at your disposal and how to do that yeah i think the other thing that just as as we're summing up i don't want to obviously don't want to go off on a, another tangent before mm -hmm. but um just worth mentioning perhaps we we talk about this on another um podcast on our assertiveness specials but um mm -hmm. we've talked a bit about because of the nature of podcasting it's very much around what you say and how you say mm -hmm. it of course body language and and how you sit mm -hmm. and how you stand and how you look and the eye contact and all of that does have an impact as well but we'll we'll cover that again a bit a bit more um, on another podcast and obviously don't forget to sign up to the courses because we're covering all this as we go we're up to part yeah. two so far um so www.evilsheep.co.uk forward slash learning will get you to the portal and then you uh, you create one login and that you've got it then forever um so just mm -hmm. just create a login and then you can access those two courses i'm going to be doing the third one over the next couple of weeks which is going to be all about saying no so if you struggle to say no or, or disagree so it's all about how to do that as well so hopefully that'll be useful yeah i think that one's mm. um very very useful especially yeah. at the early end of your career you can be quite prone yeah. to just saying yes to everything Absolutely. um and, and floundering a bit when you do want to say no yeah. so yeah that'll be really useful especially for us creatives absolutely yeah absolutely mm. right well thank you very much and um, i hope that's been useful mm -hmm. really really good good and uh, uh to listeners please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and uh yeah leave a review 
and tell other people stars tell other people yeah tell other people yeah message your friend we're starting to get some really nice feedback recently um Mm. and it feels like um, there's a bit of a movement happening with the podcast and uh, that's really exciting um so please keep that up lovely great thank you very much bye bye what should i think about is an evil sheep production